0: Hey everybody! Welcome to episode twenty of the Wolfpack Podcast. My name is Tyler Wolf, your host, and this is my show where we share resources with one another. Well, I'm recording the intro to this episode on uh, Thursday, which makes it one week since my good friend Chris Reistad passed away. Um, and uh, it's been a long week, and uh, I've learned to just let myself feel what I'm feeling when I feel it. Some advice I learned from Dan Herod, who will actually be a, a guest on the show soon. <clears throat> um, Chris was such an awesome guy. And if you knew him, you already knew that. Um, he was so special. I've known him for about a decade, about 10 years. And... um He was a very close friend of mine. He was like a a member of our family. My son loved him. He really loved my son. And uh, we're still close with his wife, Julie. And uh, throughout, you know, there's been kind of a whirlwind of feeling and thought and processing throughout the last week. But um, in the loss of my good friend Chris, combined with the world feeling like it's ending uh what I've arrived at is just that really basic simp- and simple call to faithfulness to the Lord. Because, you know, let's just say the world is coming to an end. You know, this is all just going to be finished, which I, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it is or not. It, that That just sounds so dramatic. But regardless of if it is or not, at the very, very least... What I am called to do is to just to be faithful, to take the faith that I have and offer it up to Jesus and say, "Um, I'm still yours and I'm going to do my best to honor you um, and praise you. I'm just going to be faithful. And then in this really painful week, it's just been, hey, you know what? I'm going to be, I, I feel a lot of things, but I'm at the very least, I'm just going to be faithful to you. Um, I'm going to praise you in the midst of my pain, knowing that when we praise God, when we're in pain, that praise is costs us a little bit more. And when a gift is costly, it is precious to the one who receives it. But faithfulness. Um, just choosing to stay faithful to Jesus. And... On top of that, feeling really sad and really, really grateful for Chris's life. His funeral will be, if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, his funeral will be on Saturday. Obviously, because of COVID, stupid 19, it will be live streamed. Only just close, immediate family will be present. And so uh, if you are close enough with Chris to view that live stream, you are probably then close enough to me to reach out for details. I won't. I won't put all that on the podcast. But uh, that's also that's on my podcast. And if you or I'm sorry, on my Facebook. And if you go to, if you find his obituary, the live stream is linked there. Um, so today's episode is from my good friend Dan Wenig. Uh, I've spent a lot of hours training for triathlon with Dan and also doing ministry. He's an incredible guy and uh, man, I, I loved being able to spend some time with him over FaceTime. He's in India, first international guest. So enjoy episode 20 of the Wolfpack Podcast. Dan, welcome to the podcast. It
1: is an honor to be on.
0: You're our first ever international guest. Absolutely, congratulations! It's
1: exciting, <laughs> man. I, uh, longtime listener, um, and uh, just the list of guests. I mean, it's an incredible honor to be on this list now with two other people.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, but we literally have tens of listeners on the pod. <laughs>
1: My favorite part's the story time, but you have some great resources, and I've been definitely listening to the songs to cook by. So, highly recommend those.
0: Yes, yes. By the way, so Dan, uh, for everybody listening, Dan created a songs to cook by playlist that you can listen to. And you have, you Dan, you've added your own additions to it. I noticed.
1: Yeah, me and Spotify filled out pretty much the rest of it, but I'm looking forward to more additions in the future.
0: Oh, last time I looked, there was only like four songs. Uh, but I'll cook to it. I put it on, I cook, I cook cause you had two of mine and then two of yours last time I was on there and I cooked to it. I made, uh, what did I make? I made a steak omelet. Oh my goodness. Now, can I share where you're, where you're at right now? Yeah. Calling
1: from the, so, from, from, from the uh, early morning sunrising Himalayas, Northern India.
0: Yeah, dude, you're in uh, you're in India and you're a CrossFit instructor. You're wearing your Iron Man, Iron Man hat. Actually, I'm gonna take a picture of the screen, uh, for the description. Um, dude, I gotta admit, I went through Dan Wennig withdrawals after Iron Man because we did that race together. Yeah. And uh, in you're living in a world where everyone says, where people want to choose teams, right? And you're you got one foot in CrossFit, but then you've also done an Ironman – which one's harder? Um, okay.
1: The monotony of Ironman training is is sometimes just a brain drain, uh, especially if you're by yourself. But the fact that I feel like when I do uh, CrossFit, I am never really that good at anything, but I'm okay at everything kind of frustrates me (laughs) as well. So, uh, so, you know, both of them have their give and take, but man, I find so much joy in being able to do them with other people. And so I think that's uh, definitely the, the thing that keeps my engine going while I'm here.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that I agree as far as the communal aspect. I, that's one of the things I've loved about CrossFit. I don't do it much, but obviously I love that about Ironman too. We got to ride bikes a lot together. Yeah, that's true. Which, you know what, I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'll link to the YouTube playlist that uh, you start in for, for my, that was my creative outlet during all of Iron Man. I, I made a six part video, a little documentary about our Iron Man training for anyone. I'll link to that. Soon to be in the description. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, are you watching Tiger King? Have you seen that at all? Not yet. No. Man. You're too holy for Tiger King, you <laughs> sweet, sweet, you sweet, sweet angel dude it is it is a roller coaster (laughs) okay um now i just want to talk stories man remember when i remember when i fell off my bike on those train tracks (laughs) i was
1: right behind you that was awesome
0: (laughs) that was my first real for everybody listening that's ever ridden bikes with dan um it was good that he was behind me and me not behind him for a lot of reasons Oh, oh dude, is that your kid? Hey. Which kid is that that I can hear?
1: This is Grace. She is my little. T-o. Hi, Grace. Hey, s- how you doing?
0: You say hi, Good to Pastor see you. Tyler.
1: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that well when you crashed because uh, we were like two bike rides into the season, and yeah. you already <laughs> took a huge spill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the first time I've ever fell off my bike, except for. When so, I'll use some insider language here and I'll explain it. Um, I had never been in a wipeout except for falling because I was still clipped in. Mm. That was the worst wipeout I've ever been in. <laughs> so if you don't ride road bikes seriously or, or do triathlon, you wear special shoes that connect to your pedals that take a little bit of. It's a tr- they're a little tricky to get out of until you before you get used to it, and so everybody, Dan, have you ever done this? Oh yeah, get, couldn't get out. So you'll be like a stoplight and it's time to put your feet on the ground and you just fall slowly in the presence of your peers. (laughs) feel like a flipping idiot. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, let's share some resources. If you're listening for the first time, this is my podcast where we share resources. Uh, my working tagline right now is because if you have something to say, someone probably already said it better. Mm, What do you think about that? Dan?
1: I think that's the case. Most of the time.
0: (laughs) Mark Maron has a new special out, and he says if you made the two columns, one for all of the stuff you know, and one for where you, uh, or one for everything you believe, and another column for why you believe it, the left column would be full of things you believe, and the right column would just say some guy told me, <laughs> which I thought was not totally true, but pretty can be true.
1: Every time you say a quote on this podcast, it's always a journey. I love it, man. <laughs> hopefully someone wrote that one down that was good
0: uh well hopefully it's going somewhere you know what i mean because sometimes i forget <laughs> let's share some resources man what do you got for us today
1: i've got a youtube video and a book for you what would you like
0: first okay. well you hit me with one and then i'll hit, hit you with one awesome and then you hit me with another and then we'll share some stories
1: okay so quick setup for the YouTube clip. It's the song Endless Alleluia sung by Stephanie Gretzinger uh, from Bethel Music. Um, Here in India, my stomach has not always responded the best. And so family-wide, we were sick for like three weeks with different people getting sick. And then I got sick again and was in bed for another week. And I'm laying there and I can't even like pray. (laughs) I'm so sick. And I'm like, Jesus, where are you? And so I play this video and the songs play in and you get it like halfway, three quarters of the way through it and then it just hits me as the lyrics roll along like, wait, Jesus is right here in this room with me while I'm in bed. Like I don't have to struggle to talk to him. He's just present. And it just totally changed my perspective in that moment. So I'd encourage you to check out this video, Endless Alleluia. There's just um, a really cool move of the Spirit in it to help us recognize the nearness of God in our situation. Yeah, there's
0: I'll, two things I'll say is there's a lot of a lot of live worship recordings out there. Bethel does a really good job of capturing particular moments. Obviously, their music's awesome. But I, and then the second thing is I watched this before we got on, on Mike and it is pretty awesome. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah. Um, as usual, when I have guests on, I have a far less sophisticated uh, resource to share. This is a seven minute podcast that's called the Spartan up podcast. In the particular episode I'm recommending today is a Q and a with Joe DeSena and, uh, it's really good. He's just a really smart guy. He owns Spartan industries or whatever, all the races and all that. Yeah. But this particular one, people just ask him questions. And I think it was came out right, I mean, just a couple weeks before coronavirus hit mm. the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a little bit of the head of the game. But my big takeaway is he says that 30 burpees is the cure for all anxiety. Yeah. Dan, what do you think about oh, that? I,
1: <laughs> man, we've been doing workout videos on Instagram here. And so it's just bodyweight yeah. stuff so many burpees uh this last week yeah. <laughs> and more planned for the day and it 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 changes your life
0: yeah uh, i will okay so speaking of anxiety i'll say i listened to bill johnson yesterday say that prayer needs to be an exchange and that if you um, now this is pretty heavy handed but he says that if you go to pray and you leave depressed or you leave anxious still mm. he goes you didn't pray you just complained mm. um well, what I liked about that is it, the Lord does say that we, uh, if we are heavy burden, he will give us rest. If we carry a heavy burden, he will give us rest, meaning there's an exchange there. Right. We give him our burdens, he gives us his rest. So I, I say all that to say is I obviously I think that's the ultimate answer to the anxiety that I certainly struggle with. However, uh, things like burpees, man, yeah, are man. really hard things when you're feeling that way c- truly can be so helpful yeah. or exercise in general, I'd say. So that's my resource. A lot of information right there about one resource. What do you got for us, Dan?
1: What's number three? I got uh, the book Timothy by Timothy Keller. It's called Making... That's not what it's called. Uh, No, but if it was called that, it'd be a bestseller right (laughs) off the bat. Uh, it's, It's by the man, the myth, Timothy Keller, Making Sense of God is the name of the book. It's an invitation to the skeptical. And I've uh, been reading this recently. Finished it. <laughs> it took me a little while because he uses a lot of big words. But uh, just a quick quote from it. It's a powerful work uh, for pretty much anyone across the spectrum who just would be willing to have an intelligent conversation about God. And mm-hmm. at one point, he's he's got so many quotes. I mean, he is. He he just he pulls from so many different people, so many different things. He's got a great quote in here. Uh, page 186, if you got the book, Um, and it's talking about uh, the argument of morals. He said, a moral judgment about something can never be made apart from an examination of its giving purpose. And he's talking about a human life, like what are we here for? And he said, all judgments that something or someone is good or bad do so based on awareness of purpose. So how then can we tell if a human being is good or bad? only if we know our purpose what human life is for Hmm. and i love that because we don't necessarily always have those deeper conversations with people but at the root of the conversation about god is where we can find out about purpose and we can then begin to define things in our life that either should be there or shouldn't be there and then even our own lives like am i living a good life well, you can't find that that definition of good apart from God. And so I thought that was yeah. powerful.
0: That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. And I will link to both those, the video and the book, in the description of this podcast. Dan, tell us, i you've told me a couple times, but tell me about your travel from the United States to India. Yeah. So, Like the actual, the day or days that it took you to get there. Days, yeah. Um,
1: it was something, whenever we talked to people, they were like, oh, you're taking... How many people? And I'd be like, oh, we have four kids. And they're like, well, how old are they? Uh, Well, our son is eight. Uh, Our daughters are five and two. And we have a son who's like eight months old. (laughs) And then we get these funny looks from people. And uh, so we... Travel over a period of 24 hours on three different flights from Detroit to Amsterdam, and um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, during that process, my two-year-old Grace has developed a deathly fear of wheelchairs. In the process, <laughs> what? And it was just out of, I didn't know that. out of the blue. And so we're landing in Delhi, and we're we're like trying to navigate <laughs> everything, and we're trying to get off the plane, and we just. Totally overpacked as far as carry ons because we're like, oh, sweet, these are free. We'll just bring as many bags as we can. And so we have three flight attendants three flight attendants helping us carry people and bags off of the plane at 2 a.m. in Delhi. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're loading up the stroller, and we're loading up everything, bathroom breaks. We finally get to baggage claim. And uh, I've got to locate 22 bins and bags coming down the line on baggage oh claim. And so they have these things called trolleys in India. In the U.S., you probably just yeah. call them like baggage carts or whatever. And I I get my family seated by the baggage claim area, and then I'm running to get trolleys, bringing them by, like, two or three at a time. Finally get seven of them. And um, by that time, my kids are laid out on the floor sleeping (laughs) in an international airport with, like, 300 people around in their bags. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so it's classic. Holy cow. You know, you wait forever, (laughs) it seems like. And then all the bags show up at once, and I'm yelling, Levi! Bring me another cart. Bring me another cart. Take this one. <laughs> and so he got s- Dude. seven carts filled with luggage. And uh and then at that point airport workers are coming over and like, hey, do you need help? What's
0: what do you yeah. do? and so they find. Yeah, that's like a wedding singer moment. Like uh, that's the kind of information that would have been useful to me yesterday. <laughs> that's what I would have said to him.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and so, so they find six people to come help us And we're about to roll out the door And they're like, wait, wait And they won't let me go I'm like, what? They're like, you have to tip us here Because if you tip us out there oh. it's, too, it's, it's illegal, so you have to tip us in the baggage area <laughs> So I'm like, okay, here's the 20 I don't have any rupees uh. And the, he looks at it, he's like <laughs> Sir, there's six of us I'm like, well, what? Well, how much do you want? And he's like, sir. And so I give him another 20. I'm like, I'm going out the door with my family. You better follow.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: (laughs) So we get outside. I'm like, dear Lord, let there be someone I know (laughs) Yeah. when I exit this airport. Because in Delhi, the air is like if you've been to a fireworks show, and at the very end, Mm -hmm. how it's got that like haze after all the fireworks, it's like that everywhere in Delhi. And you can just kind of taste it. And after a while, you can kind of feel it on your skin. It's just so nasty, all the pollution. So you're walking out. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I just want to get into the hotel as soon as possible. And uh, so the guy who's supposed to take all of our luggage isn't there. And so we're trying to find someone. And then a coworker shows up and is like, hey, can I help? And so I use his phone. We find the guy. Anyways, we get our luggage finally loaded. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, it's like 3.30 a.m. at this point, And we're headed to the hotel. And me and my wife are like, what are we doing? And then we see a taxi stand. And my two-year-old yeah. old sees it. Grace sees it. And she notices the LED lights hanging off the taxi stand. And she says,
0: Christmas!
1: Christmas. Oh nice. <laughs> and suddenly
0: everything oh, I'm glad she didn't I'm glad she didn't yell wheelchair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> everything is better. All the tears, all the exhaustion. Oh wow. Hey, they celebrate Christmas here. I think we're going to be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So, oh, I hear people talking about Christmas in the back. I I think about how What I complain about Packing our kids up To go like across town Going across the country With 38 bags Holy cow It's insane man It's awesome Dan will you come back And do my podcast again Hey
1: man I'd love to This is awesome This is so cool And uh, I'm so excited About this curation You have for your life That your grandchildren And great grandchildren Will be able to listen to One day
0: That's right Hey kids If you're listening Grandpa's dead All right. and I love you and take your vitamins. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I should be clear. It just sounded like I declared that my dad was dead. He's not. I was talking about me. Yeah. Just speaking of migraine, I should stop.
1: It's probably not the time to talk about it in the midst of a pandemic as well. But, uh,
0: that's true. I told, I said this on another episode of my podcast, but, uh, I think I'm gonna have my dad on as a guest. Yeah. Well, I've invited him to come be on a desk, and we're gonna guest, and we're gonna roast each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's totally on board. I don't think he wants to hurt my feelings, but we'll see. Yeah, I'd listen. <laughs> thanks, man. Dan,
1: I'm gonna stop recording. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. See you later, Tyler.